Welcome to another Persistent and Nasty podcast. Today's episode is full of predictions. That's right, we are predicting who we think is going to be the recipient of this year's Oscars, which takes place on Sunday the 9th of February. Um, We recorded this episode the day after the Oscars nominations had come out and um, (laughs) it's a fun-filled evening uh, some alcohol had been had and um, I for some reason seem to swear a lot in this podcast so I'm giving you a warning right now of the swearing um, so yeah so I think rather than my usual suggestion of sitting back and having a cup of tea I suggest that you get yourself a beer wine vodka whatever gin whatever floats your boat really as always you can follow us on all social media twitter at persistent nasty instagram at persistent and nasty and facebook persistent and nasty i have kept in quite a few of our um comedy moments um but there are some that are definitely going to get kept for a later date (laughs) maybe we'll do an outtakes one one day okay have a good one, guys, and enjoy. How are we? Good, how are you? Mm. You know, my... Fair to midling. Fair to midling, simmering rage, you know, the usual. The constant. The constant simmering rage. The constant. Add that out of the world. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's not it's a right. good time for... Back burner bubbling. It's not even my back burner. Is that your drag name? I don't know. That's a brilliant drag That's name. That's a brilliant drag name. Is that an absolute back brilliant burner bubbling? I don't, I don't know. Has, that's how my life rocks. Has anybody watched AG and the Queen? Not yet. yet not yet. I'm okay. saving it okay. for a night by myself. Okay. For my own self. Okay. <laughs> to do the self-care. <laughs> <laughs> do the self-care with the drag queen. Yes. Share with us nasty ladies how you like to self-care. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a podcast show. That's what yeah, they do in podcasts when they say. Just leave in the comments what you like to self share. No, we do it in that voice though. <laughs> are you are you like just taking the piss out of everybody else who podcasts? Yeah, right now? is that what you're Misha, it's steaming. <laughs> steaming bands. How does that happen? How does two fucking stubbies? I don't do you know, know how it happens. I tell you how it happens. Did you because you've worked really? No, no, it's because you've been at work all day. Yeah, you're fucking that exactly. good, and we're recording on a. Tuesday, that Tuesday, 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 guys. So like it's Tuesday. Everybody's just. How is it only Tuesday? And it's the middle of January. Oh fuck, tax guys. Tax. No guys, tax. So all of you out there, have you done your tax? <laughs> we should just. <laughs> I don't know what that was. It's just like a foghorn. No. <laughs> so until you called me out, our <laughs> listeners didn't know that that was me. Because I had. They, well, they thought that a chair had moved. <laughs> <laughs> and now they know that I can create a foghorn sound. I mean, if they to, knew be it was you. to be fair, I was still talking and she was silent, so they definitely knew it was you. Uh, tax does elicit strange reactions in most of us. That was my strange reaction on tax. And I will do what I do every year, and every year I say I am not leaving it to the last minute. 
I will absolutely have it done by the latest, the 23rd of January. Cut to me on the 31st, going fucking mental, not being able to find receipts, and it's like two minutes to midnight, and in it goes. Directed by Michael Bay. Yeah, Elaine's directed in tax hell. Um, <laughs> apart from the year, guys, this is just actually a heads up for all of you performers out there. Make sure that when you do all of your stuff and you've loaded it all, that you hit that actual send button. Because two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> I had done it all, got all my money, paid it, thought it was all good. My Wi-Fi went down for a second and it hadn't fully submitted my tax return. They kept sending me letters and I was like, I don't understand what this is about. I've paid my money. I said, I've paid my money. I ignored it. Shocker. I ignored it. Q. A £1,500 bill. And me going, what? I said, it's impossible having an absolute freak out before I'd even made my tax for that year that I already owed £1,500. So I then phoned and I got a really horrible man, can't remember your name, but then I got a really lovely man called Owen and I explained my situation to Owen and I went, you can see that I did it and I paid it on the date and he's like, yep, yep, but you didn't hit that final button. I was like, I did, my computer went. Did you not check your email box? I went, mate. I don't need to check my email box that you've just taken me for £800. I don't want to know that. Anyway, nice Owen at HMRC sorted it and I didn't have to pay for it. Thanks, Owen! Well, that's a happy ending. That year, your tax woes were directed by my Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> this year, Michael Bay. Year but don't worry, because uh, even if it was for <laughs> you probably no, exactly. still would have... Uh, oh, and that segues nicely, I feel. Well, thank you. That very beautifully. Really beautiful segue. Oh, into into our main topic of our podcast this evening. Is it a topic or is it just going to be a like hellfire? Well, no. I feel like we can be reasonable humans. Doesn't need to be hellfire, but no, I think I've got some shit to say. Okay, go. Well, okay. So for our listeners, I'm sure you've guessed by now, we are recording the day after the Oscar nominations. Is it the day, yeah, day after? Yeah, it's the day after. I have no idea what day it is. Tuesday came out on Monday. So this is our Oscars, twenty twenty. And I think I think there's some stuff we need to discuss. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff we need to discuss. Now I'm sort of of the opinion that generally this stuff shouldn't matter. The awards season, the whole idea of awards in our industry does feel a little like Blech. But obviously we all It does. It we can't escape it. it we can't does. escape it, yeah. And you know, we're all actors. Who hasn't stuff? done the Oscar yeah. acceptance speech in the shower with the shampoo bottle? Yeah. I've not. Yeah. Have you not? Not, not, yeah. not even as a kid. You know, I'm not going to lie. I know I'm here for this Oscars podcast. But. Can you I, eat in body but not in spirit? <laughs> is that basically what you're telling us? I don't watch any of the award shows. Never have. Oh. Don't keep up with them. Don't. I, I mean, yes, I'll go and have a wee snoop at what everyone's worn. If I have time and I remember. Interesting. But I don't. Unless someone says. Oh, did you see that person's speech? In which case, I'll go and have a wee watch of the speech. Or if someone shares it and I happen to see it, wow. I don't watch the award shows. So, I uh, I watched the Oscars 
since I was a child. Yeah, me too. Like, literally since I was a child. I think a lot of it for me, though, I used to watch a, the Saturday afternoon matinees, like, of old movies with my granny when I was a wee girl. I know. Uh, proper, that's where I got my love of black and white films and all that. Although most of them I now can't watch because they're so fucking sexist. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, you know, Women of the Year, Catherine Hepburn, total strong-ass woman. It's fucking brilliant the whole way through it. She's living her life. She's doing her shit. The husband's falling out. Like, he's just like, you know, whatever. And then he's raging because she's not playing the little wife thing. And she's like, well, fuck you, whatever. And then at the end, of course, they had to change it. And she gives up her fucking career for him and goes and, like, tries to make breakfast for him. Bullshit. Anyways. I was going to say it was a different time, but actually... But actually... (laughs) But actually... Um, so I have absolutely that kind of old school Hollywood glamour always appealed to me probably because of that I loved old movies and I watched the Oscars from a child I used to stay up and watch the Oscars when it was on BBC One and I would stay up and I would stay up till fucking four in the morning five in the morning whatever the time it was had two hours sleep and then go to school I still do that I did it I've done it the last couple of years I've not stayed up for the whole thing because like the last couple of years I've had somewhere to be or a job to go to the next morning of some description so I haven't been able to stay up all the way but I yeah. try because I just I, I have the same thing as Elaine like it represents something mm. it represents a dream it represents a, an ideal and a goal you know I don't believe for a minute I'll ever come close to that but it's 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 aspirational it's a sort of I don't know it makes me it represents that thing that I love and I yeah, so I've still got this real like and it's really interesting because I actually haven't watched it now for a few years because I A it's too white, which we'll get onto. Um and just the whole it's not really about who gave the best performance. And maybe it's never been about that. Maybe it's always been the studios buying votes or the producers buying votes because that's basically what it's been for the last it's hard few to years. Know that because like if you look at what was it last year? But and that was, but that was, was, well, was in the week. And, yeah, but that was in the week of um, the Me Too and Harvey Weinstein and all of that. Because I, Jennifer Lawrence, babes, absolutely no offense to you whatsoever. I think you're a brilliant actress and a lovely human being. But the year that she won, that that, that Elaine talked at Jennifer yeah, Lawrence. Just, Jennifer Lawrence is obviously well, she obviously might. listening. She, she might. might. <laughs> And also, I'm do, I don't want to offend her because I, yeah. I do think she's great and I do really yeah. like her. I think she's, but like, I think she knows herself. She was not the, that's not fair because she gave a great performance. That's not what I mean. But you would not have said that that was the Oscar worthy performance in the way that, that the in that years, yes. Year. Yeah. In the way that in years gone by, that you could go, oh, that was your Oscar winning performance. Like the year, for example, that Judy Dench didn't win for Mrs. Brown. Mm. Now, of all of those films, she absolutely should have won that year, but it was four Brits and an American. And so I, that whole thing about the idea of then, like, you know, they play the game and the ones that go to all the things. Yeah. Kind of take. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There's and a it's game like, to there be is a game to get played. And I think I just kind of went, oh, I actually thought it was genuinely about who we believed had given the the not the best performance because everybody's um, subjective and it's everybody's personal opinion, but an absolutely powerful, blowing you away, 
whether you like that actor or not performance and then I realised oh it's just another they just you can buy you can buy it but if you, you've got Harvey Weinstein yeah. behind you buying some, some years though I think some years like maybe this is my naivety or my hopeful wistfulness around the Oscars and what they represented to me particularly at a young age um, sometimes I like to think that talent wins out like Olivia Coleman can't believe that she campaigned that hard. No, I don't she believe she did. But again, that's us. We're, t- we're still in that <clears> week <throat> of making sure that certain points are... Yeah. Get, like, well, so anyway, this year... So like, this year... Scarlett Johansson nominated twice. Mm-hmm. What's she nominated in? She's got... She's well, up Marriage for, Story then and... She's up for Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit. So this is also the thing with the BAFTAs then, because Margot Robbie has been nominated twice in the Best Supporting category for um, Bombshell and, can somebody tell me what else it was? Uh, it must um, be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Now, what do we think about that? Is that even like, like yes, okay, fine, if you turn out two great performances, but surely there's a, that, seems, that just seems a it bit... It doesn't seem like a fair, like if it's going to be a representation of the talent across, you shouldn't... Yeah, it shouldn't fall to the I same mean, person twice. Well, it yeah. should be a, like it should be across the sector. How many people are we covering? Across the sector. Do they call it a sector in Hollywood? I don't know. Industry. I think, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think you've just come straight from work. Still in work. come straight from work. I wish you guys could see Misha's face. She's literally disgusted at herself for saying no. It's just funny. That's such a little. I'm just. I'm so sorry, everybody. Right, let's have a little think here, right? So, <coughs> I think I think what <laughs> actual like in what corporate climate do I fucking exist? Well, I mean well, that's what we call it, babe. That's what, that, don't that's what it. it gets called, and when you're outside of when you've not got your performer or this artist hat on, podcast, when you're doing your please. arts management thing, you call it a sector. Everybody calls it a sector. It's fucking weird. So what does that mean? Like sector. Sector. The only time you hear that word outside of like okay, so this is like in sci-fi movies. Please go to sector seven. Like it's like what? What? Why are we calling it a sector? Answers on a postcard, guys. Thanks very much. Um, back to the Oscars. Uh, Yes. So the Oscars this year, I think. Right. Okay. Here's we're bouncing around a bit, but the one the thing that really gets me is that Little Women is nominated for Best Picture, but Greta Gerwig has not got the nod for Best Best Director. Um, it's also been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay yep. as well. Now, it's got this, six nominations in total. I need to double check before I say this, but can we just check? Did this not happen um, with uh, Greta Gerwig the last time as well? With Lady Bird. With Lady Bird. No, she got nominated. She got nominated for Best, Best Director. Director. So she has there definitely no- was a year where, and maybe it was a man, maybe I'm, or was it? So it was somebody got, a picture got nominated for best picture but they didn't get nominated for best director was it that Steve McQueen with Jaws <laughs> do you know I've been thinking for ages that sharks have been really underrepresented <laughs> in this no. year's like I, like sharks and dinosaurs I mean it's not and it's sorry. not like we've not had enough I know. right you this, okay Jaws what was wait, it Jaws, Jaws? So, Jaws, Jaws was directed for best uh, Nominated Best Picture, <laughs> but not Spielberg for director. Uh, this was called out to me by a fan. 
when I, I was just found <laughs> when I'm a fan of yours. My a fan of mine. <laughs> okay, great. On my Insta, so I posted on Instagram. Uh huh. Uh, about. Oh wait, stop. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Go. <laughs> Uh-huh. Say it, speak, and then I'm going to fucking explode. Go. <laughs> on Instagram. So I shared the Time's Up Now figure that said zero women nominated for Best Director 2020, five women nominated for Best Director in the last 92 yeah, years. Yeah, in the whole tenure of the Oscars of in existence. Oscars. Yeah, uh-huh. And so I got a reply from one of my fans. Was it Steven Spielberg? No, it's just one of my pals. <laughs> Keep going. But it's a fan. Uh huh, it's a fan of yours, yeah. Fan of mine. And he says. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said, said. Did he mansplain Jaws to you? Or mansplain the Oscar? He mansplained the fact that I shouldn't be angry that Greta didn't get the director nomination uh, because uh, it uh, happened uh, to Spielberg and Jaws. Oh, get to fuck. Who is this Please thing? Tell me this friend he was being he ironic. Was he being silly? He's a controversial pal. He likes to like poke and prod. Okay, if he's listening to this podcast, mate, it's a film about a fucking shark that eats half a boat. Now, don't get In me compar- wrong. No, but hold, I'll hold the bus. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just pause right there. It is a film. I'm not saying it's a bad film. Oh no, because you you and I will have words if you say it's a bad film. I'm not saying that. Because it's However, a fucking cracking can film. Can we just point out? It's about a fucking shark. Then we have literally one of the best classical novels, Little Women, which I have read since I was a child, turned into probably the best film adaptation of it ever by a female director. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. It's it's Jaws ain't no masterpiece. Jaws is great. I will refute that. I know. So masterpiece as well. It's a cinematic masterpiece and a directorial masterpiece. I I think Jaws is up there. Like it's in my top ten. I think it's directorially. I I love that movie. Or cinematically. It's fucking Jaws. I'm not gonna like. I'm not deconstructing that shit. Okay. That's a different podcast. That's a whole other podcast. I'm also like. But it's like. Cause, well now I don't know where to go because you've brought up Jaws now I'm all confused well no I'm going to I'm going to get us back on track because he's complaining that Spielberg hasn't been nominated for Best Director mate it's fucking Spielberg no wait he's, for like, that movie right? for that movie yeah, yeah. No, but has, has he ever been nominated for Best Director he must but there has also point. been another point where another film was nominated for Best Picture and the director wasn't nominated either but definitely has in the last like five six years Sometimes I wish we were live and people could tweet us. Wouldn't that be really know, useful? Be no, it's just, I mean, but then we might realise that nobody's listening to us. And I also know that you're tapping me because I'm your Generation Z that should be able to like do all that stuff, but I'm not sure how to do that stuff. No, I was tapping you because I want you to check on your phone. Right. Uh, what it is? What, live like, what, n- no, God, no. No, uh, I need to know what it's films have been... So can we put in... Um, Best He's Oscar. won it twice. That's I, th- I knew that. Like yeah. So Steven Spielberg has won Best Director twice. So anyway, let getting back to I actually think the main issue, um, there are two main issues with the Oscars nominations this year. Um, once again, we're on the Oscars. Why so fucking white? Yeah. And five women in ninety-two years have been nominated for Best Director. Those are our issues. Fuck's sake, please. It's not giving me a list. Okay. It's not making it easy. You can have my phone. Thanks, darling. 
Um, just because I hit, thanks. Um, so that is where, that's the main issues I feel. Yeah. And it's a complete disregard of female art. I think the, the thing about it is, it's not like we were short of films this year with female directors that were absolutely brilliant. Like, and I also think to not give Greta Gerwig the nod for best director when Little Women has been already named in a bunch of lists as like top film of the year and critically acclaimed it's got six other nominations it's like what did you think happened that this just this film just like magically fell together by itself like why are you recognizing the vision of all these men and not and not her like she she adapted the screenplay she put it together it's her vision she cast it it's it's a beautiful bit of work there were moments when i saw it that i was crying not because the story was moving but because it was so good it was such a perfect bit of cinema in that moment to me that I was emotional and kind of getting weepy because it was that good. It's beautiful. And she has assembled that team. The the whoever her director of photography is, forgive me, I haven't looked that up or don't know that the name of that person right now. You know, it was it was it's it's beautiful. It's a it is a bit of a masterpiece and I think the fact that she has not been acknowledged, that's what sticks in my craw a little bit because that to me feels so telling about how women are viewed in terms of their leadership, autonomy around the things that they create, their, how they are recognised when they helm the ship, when they are the leaders of said art. Like, it's almost like we appreciate what you're doing in the background but we're not going to recognise you in, in this authoritative way that says yes we you're up here with us and because we all know what it means when you get not just the win but the the nomination you're that's it you're at the very top can go no further on that ladder you're at the top rung you get the recognition and the first in line for the best jobs it so it just feels like such a it really fe- it stings a little bit that she doesn't have the feels have like a it feels the teeth a little bit yeah for all of us oh yeah it does feel that way and I don't know if I'm being maybe I'm being a bit dramatic about it I don't know but that's the way it feels it feels like when you it because I you know when I saw that movie I was like absolutely this is it she's gonna get the nomination this year and god damn it she she should win it um because it was it it was because she. It was a step up from Lady Bird. Lady Bird's a great film. I like Lady Bird, but it's very... It's, you know, it's not to everyone's taste. A lot of people could look at it and go, it's not really about anything and nothing really happens. Like, okay, fine. But Little Women? Like, that's... Yeah. It's it's what it's what we've been told that you want. It's everything that the men have been doing. So to not, not even get the nomination? That feels to me like that's them drawing the line in the sand that says, yeah, but we don't really... We're yeah, really, 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 yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. This isn't really, yeah. It's not for you. Yeah. This That's what it feels like. It really feels like that. So, because you're not telling me that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or fucking Joker is a better movie than Little Women. Come on. <coughs> so I haven't seen either of them. Mainly because I wasn't interested in 
seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Controversial, I am going to be. Um, Tarantino is a sexist pig. So, yeah. uh, I don't really, like, and everybody, he gets praised so much, and I'm not saying that he's not a good director. It's just... I don't know. I can't... I don't want it. I don't want to see it. So I didn't see it. The Joker, I wanted to go and see. I couldn't go and see because I was too busy. Literally did not have the time. I really... uh, I really and always have really enjoyed Joaquin Phoenix as a performer. So I really wanted to see it. And I'm really glad that it's brought up the conversation about men's mental health. Something that seriously is lacking in everything. Yeah, so I haven't seen the Joker, so I can't say. But from everything that I hear and everything that I've read, from all accounts, Little Women is a stunning piece of cinema. Yeah, and that's why it's in Best Picture. Yeah, but and and it should uh, rightly so. But so that's that's why it feels like more of a kick because I'm like. Give her the nomination. Give mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig the nomination for Best Director. Why haven't you? Mm-hmm. How do you justify that? How do you justify it being in Best Picture but not giving her... Have they come out with a justification? Or will they come out with a justification? I don't know. Uh, it's only, they've only come out yesterday, so I'm not sure. They should... But surely they should be held accountable. <coughs> they should no, be well, so... Really. On the best picture um, director thing. Okay, going back. Going back. I didn't manage and gave over to me to. Um, so according to um, Google, Jaws isn't even mentioned in this, but I've double checked and it and it, and it was nominated for best picture. So, um, but according to this Google search, only five films have been awarded. Oh, that's been awarded best picture without. Best director, um, having without the best director having received a nomination, mm. so only five have best pictures have ever won. What were with, they? And they were Wings in nineteen twenty seven, Grand Hotel in nineteen thirty one, Driving Miss Daisy in nineteen eighty nine. Oh, Jessica Tandy, I love Jessica Tandy with a little like actual heart. <laughs> uh, Argo in twenty twelve, and Green Book in two thousand and eighteen. That's a really random assortment, and most of them are a long, long time ago. Yeah, apart from two. So that's the only times when a film has won Best Picture without the director having been nominated. So it'll be interesting to see now if Little Women wins Best Picture. It won't. It won't. It won't. Well, I mean, that's that's our prediction. Hmm. I, I mean, if it if it does, I will be so happy. Oh, I mean, God, yeah. But my prediction is that it won't. I think if I'm making, if we're making predictions, I think Joker will win it. Really? It will either be Joker or... 1917. 1917, yeah. I'm going for 1917. Yeah. I mean, I've not watched 1917. Similar reasons to you, Elaine. Which I will, I will, I haven't said because I'm opposed to that. that's amazing 
that's really exciting and you can't you can't fault something that's put together like that mm-hmm. and I should point also out like, sounds, and I've also heard from the same people who kind of spoke so highly of 1917 either because generally war movies are not my bag but I am a movie lover and a cinephile I love movies generally um, and on that juncture I would like to point out that you know as much as our podcast is about diversity and equality I can I, I'm in no way saying that any of the pictures that are nominated or any of the people who are nominated are bad it, it, absolutely it, not it's, it has been a stellar year for film again mm. These films are good, with the exception of maybe Joker or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because I'm like, meh. But um, they're good, but they're not. I they're I don't personally like either of those films really? because I think Joker had its moments, and I think I agree with Elaine. I think it was addressing something that is really really important and needs to be addressed. But I was a bit like, bits of it made me uncomfortable, and even with. Joaquin Phoenix's performance which is arguably breathtaking I don't know there's I, I, I'm, I'm it's, it's hard for me to articulate exactly it just doesn't sit with it just, it's just not it's just not for me um so yeah but I think I just think that there are when we're talking I can most of the time I can like, like I said at the beginning of the pod- podcast most of the time I can let a lot of this slide because I'm a bit like, I don't want to give awards too much credence mm-hmm. in the large scheme of things, but at the same time, it, we cannot deny the effect that either the acknowledgement through these yeah. circuits or, and, and then a win, what that means to people and their careers. So that's why, for me, the big sticking point is the Greta Gerwig and Little Women issue. And also the fact that what was it? No, only one only person. one person, non-white person, has been nominated in mm-hmm. the acting categories this year. Absolutely, that's appalling. Like that is it's appalling. Um, so, but you know, you look at it and you go, "That's what these are. They are big, white, privileged, corporate, rich machine and." minorities have never been recognized or or part of that a part of that system <coughs> in a way that is other than other than tokenistic yeah um i think though the it almost feels like they haven't taken on board anything over the last few years with this um you know this was called out what four or five years ago yeah when the twitter hashtag went crazy and there was obviously a backlash to that and it feels like the they aren't really learning any lessons and yes these films are stunning and masterpieces and all of that but cinema is in a really tricky place and it's existence and um, I think actually it's got more popular again because I think there was a period in time where people hardly went to the pictures I'm using the pictures because I'm Scottish (laughs) 
and uh, I don't go to the cinema, I go to the pictures. And um, she goes to the talkies. I go to the talkies, baby. Um, yeah, and so the pictures used to be a big deal. Like you go to the pictures, you go and get your popcorn and all of that, blah, blah, blah. And it is really expensive now to go to the cinema. I'm going to see cinema as well. Uh, cause <laughs> How many times do you see pictures of sense and then change to cinema? I know, because I was like, oh, pictures just start to get a bit <laughs> The flex is a, oh my, my grandpa used to say. Um, yeah, so, pause, what was my thought? I have no so idea. It's really important. You just went into it's, it, so I was like, oh, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> back. The pictures, the cinema, cinema is in a really tricky point in its history because we are streaming everything so much mm. and Netflix and Amazon and even Hulu and HBO are giving them a run for their money on films. They really, really are. So um, cinema needs to start listening or it's not going to wield the power that it has. And therefore these old white dudes... Uh, we're talking about studios. We're not talking about cinema here because Marriage Story is a Netflix movie and it's up yes that's right it is so it's not about how we view them it's about studios yeah um so so for me they're always so interlinked though yeah and they, cinema and they are. pictures and the studios are always so interlinked so like when i think about the pictures i think about the big studios but absolutely i forgot about marriage story which is yeah. obviously netflix and that's going to be a game changer too yeah i mean you know if if for example hypothetically the cinema goes bust overnight. The idea of going to the cinema goes bust overnight because we're all watching everything at home on Netflix. Isn't going to happen anytime soon, but say, for talking sake, it does. You'll still have the Oscars. Because what will happen is you'll, the but awards you, will still happen. So or awards of some kind will still happen. For, this actually for, is a question I have. It's a question I've got. So Marriage Story has been nominated. Scarlett Johansson has been nominated. Has Adam Driver been nominated? Yeah, he's got. Yeah. And um, quite rightly got a nod for Best Actor. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really, I think he's, he's brilliant. He's, I think he's brilliant, utterly, um, extraordinary. Yeah, wonderful actor. Um, however, so I have always thought that the Oscars were for quote unquote movies, i.e., things that have cinematic release. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't so, know how they define it really. How does that work with Marriage Story? Because for me, that should have been nominated then for Golden Globe for sure, which it was, and then Emmys. Maybe it did get a cinematic release, I don't know. That's what I'm like. So for me, that was like why I didn't even think about Marriage mm. Story and what I was saying about how the industry itself and how cinema needs to be aware. But that my whole point really was the fact that um, they need to move forward. And I thought maybe after the last backlash that that might have happened. But then here we are, four or five years down the line, having the same fucking conversation again. And yeah, I am angry that there is no female director, but I am more angry at the lack of diversity in the acting categories because yeah. that is fucking bullshit. I call bullshit on you all. I call it, I call it, and I fucking see you're lying. So don't come at me and tell me there's not enough diversity because it's bull because I've fucking seen it. Yeah, so yeah, so, whole, the whole year, the whole year bullshit. has been like, it's, there's, there's been an amazing amount of work. Yeah. Um, and content created by minorities and, and, and people of color this year. Um, both from a performing point of view and 
directing, directing screenplay. It's just, it's just so yeah. it's just it's nonsense. Yeah, and I don't really understand how they're getting away with it because they're all old white dudes. <laughs> That's how they're getting away with it. Did you see Stephen King's tweet about it? He does say that um, he is of the opinion that in the arts huge groups of people are badly represented or underrepresented and you can't win awards if you're shut out of the game well, and, that, and that. that's what we However, say all the time he then goes on to then say that he doesn't look at diversity when he considers how he nominates or how he consider, or how he evaluates things critically when he's making his contribution and he b- might believe that and, and, and that's fine however what that the reason that that's a problematic take is it assumes it's a level playing field and that's the and that's the issue. And yes, that comes from his privilege, absolutely. And it comes from a, anybody that's white. We've got the privilege. We talk mm-hmm. about this all the time. Yeah. Like we do not have a clue what it is like. We don't. Yeah. Even us as females, we fucking don't. Yeah. Not a fucking clue. Um, as we sit here as three fucking white women. Yeah. And I think the thing I don't is know why I'm like, swearing so much. Why do I swear so much in this podcast? Because the world is fucked. That's why. Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know. Let's try and go out on a positive note. Okay. Also, I would quite quickly like to say though, because it's not just the Oscars. Obviously, BAFTA have had their issues as well, BAFTA, and I think BAFTA, 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 was, BAFTA, 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 we were disappointed with the lack of diversity too. What the heck the fuck? You're picking the things. I know. It was like, it was like, yeah. Oh my God. Anyway. It was like BAFTA with the equivalent of the guy that fell asleep at the party and everyone drew a moustache on him and he just woke up like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? Like, get, guys, so really? it's this idea of, you know, People say that they are aware of their privilege, as Ricky Gervais put it in the Golden Globes, his Golden Globes opening monologue, you know, you all think you're so woke, but um, as you work for everybody, if you haven't watched that, please go watch it. It's, it's an awkward, joy-filled, uh, Tom Hanks' face throughout most of it is just great. Yeah, it's worth watching. Just, just for Tom, Tom Hanks' face. face. Um, but yeah, it is... It does all come from privilege and there does need to be a big shake-up. And a big shake-up can only be when we, as whether we're members of BAFTA, the Academy, Golden Globes, Tonys over here, like, you know, what what else have we got? All uh, Olivier's. We need to be making the point. Cats Awards as well. And Cats Awards in Scotland. It needs there needs to be a mix across the board on the people who are voting. So maybe that's what's needing looked at. Not even a maybe. That is what's needing looked at. <laughs> like we're just she's <laughs> just looking at me like cats words babe. Yeah. 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 Cats words. What was that what happened? Cats. Cats words. Cats? Not the actual film. Best cats. picture? <laughs> Best picture, guys. Where is it? Snubbed. Snubbed. <laughs> Anyway, my point is the boards and the people who are voting, it all needs looked at and there needs to be a shake-up of how people become members to vote is what I actually think yeah. needs to happen. Well, uh, yeah. And the doors need to be open more. So, you know, BAFTA, 
Academy Awards, we're happy to come in and have a chat with you guys. We'll help it's you not, with it's it. not just the awards. It's it's it's. <laughs> if you want to get papers, you need to you need to be changing the stories that are acceptable to tell and the, the stories that are deemed uh, the kinds of stories that make money. We still we're still in a in a system where what gets commissioned, what gets the green light, what gets a pass. These they're it's just regurgitating the same sort of safe white comforting. Yeah. white hierarchical narrative and it's yeah. like do you know what let's go on positive everybody talk about something that they've seen that's made them laugh this week oh, the reviews for cats <laughs> <laughs> did you go to see cats i haven't been yet i haven't been yet. i haven't had time but like everybody's going like like it's just like people who I would never in a million years I mean I don't actually think it's lost any money because everybody's going to see it because they're like I need to go and see how awful this truly is actually apparently it's lost a hundred million oh god how can you do that if everyone's going literally everyone's going literally everyone's going literally everyone's going but that's what I was wondering like is this is this their marketing strategy? Make it so bad that people will no. go and see it just no, no, not. no, definitely, definitely not. not. What I would really what like the, the key fuck? question, the key question I need to ask, and it's the question on everyone's lips listening to the podcast is, what everyone's does whiskers? Everyone's whiskers. <laughs> what does what does Elaine make of the Dench being in this movie? And have you gone to see? Have you gone to see? I it? haven't gone no. to see it. She does this with her leg. She apparently, oh, yeah, apparently she does. Good for the dance. She's fucking eighty-two, a good old guys. Life. Good for you. Apparently she does have a good old like. Uh, <laughs> She'll be singing memory in a minute. Um, I know why as a performer the dance has wanted to do because obviously she was original the history, cast, of course, uh, yes. and she should have been in it. And then and Elaine Page booted her down the stairs. Yeah, and she, that's, yeah. She, Elaine Page, we know you we didn't. Know you didn't. We so know. don't take that seriously. Biggie uh, P. Um, yeah, so I can get why she wanted to be part of it. Um, but like, Aidan McKellen's in it. He just help us in it. It's not like it's just the Dench. And I haven't seen it, and I haven't gone to see it. Mainly because it's cats. <laughs> Fair. Elaine fucking hates cats. I don't know what the I don't is. hate cats. I'm just more of a dog person. But also, Cats Musical is pretty fucking shit. Like, if I'm going to go and see a musical, I'd much rather go and see a good one. <laughs> Fair points, all so, right. Fair points, all right. <laughs> and as we said in like when we spoke at New Year, I think what I've read seems to be that the majority of issues that everybody's having are the issues with the fucking musical, not just the fact that the people. Look, I will refute that. As someone who saw Cats when they were very young. Yeah, when you were very young. Yeah, I was very young. Exactly. I have seen it since. I have seen it as an adult. The stage show works because it's basically a dance show. Because it's a stage show. Yeah, and it's a stage show. It can be about nothing, given the nature of it. Yeah. The movie can't be about nothing. But they've and tried. And they've and tried hard and it's failed. Yeah. I mean, they literally, the amount of people that are in that film, Just and it's still bombed. I mean, it's not bombed. Because, to be fair, 100 million, probably... I think it's I think it's bombed the, by their definition. Well, I think yeah, they were you know, expecting like, a Christmas The amount set. of money they'll have spent on the computer graphics alone on computer that computer graphics yeah animation the clip, the clip art the clip art so who's winning who's winning best picture what are the options <laughs> 
We'll get the lists up exactly so right, much. okay, and then we can go through. And then because realistically, I don't follow these things, I, and this is the thing. Like, I don't actually think. Part of me thinks, oh, I want to be in on the chat, mm-hmm. so maybe I should watch it just so I can talk to people about mm-hmm. it. But then it like comes and goes, and every year I think, oh, I'll do it. I'll watch it next year so I can join the chat, and then I miss it again, and I think. I mean, I'm not a cinephile. Is that what you call it? Is that how it's... Did I pronounce that right? Movie lover. A movie I'm, lover. I just don't watch enough movies, so I usually don't see the movies that are all getting nominated until mm-hmm. about three years later when my mum buys it on DVD and I watch it at home. Literally about three yeah. and a half years later. Like, I'm just not on the pulse with movies like that. And I wish I was so that I could, like... I'm angry at the lists and I'm angry looking at it, but I can't actually comment on the content because have a fuck seen it alright that's fine that's All right. good. I can just okay. but actually it's good though yeah. because you're then coming at it from a totally different point of view than where Lou's coming at it from because she's coming at it as an absolute movie fucking lover yeah I'm coming at fucking lover I'm coming at it from somewhere in between I think alright we're gonna go have for it let's yeah. do it so best actor Jonathan Price, The Two Popes Adam Driver Marriage Story also Antonio Banderas Pain and Glory Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, or Leonardo DiCaprio once upon a time in Hollywood? I'm going Antonio Banderas because I fancied him since I was a wee kid and played Zorro. Excellent. Elaine? Um, it's probably going to be Joaquin Phoenix. 1917, Ford vs Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irish, the Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story. It's quite a lot. Also, sorry, but... So the two popes and the Irishmen have also been nominated, and they're Netflix as well. So I really want to know: Have they had cinematic releases? The Irishmen did, didn't the it? Irishman did, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> um, I would say personally, I think it's going to be nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. I'm gonna go for Little Women out of solidarity for what it fucking like. I, babes, I want it to be, but I just don't think it's going to be. I'm not really playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can do what we want and what we think I mean I wouldn't know anyway because I've not seen any of them so I want obviously Little Women to win it obviously obviously, but I think 1917 is going to win it I just don't want to lose so if I don't play properly then I can't be like the one thing that I will it's not Monopoly the one thing I will say is that it's great that it was co-written by a female 1917 and she's from Glasgow so shout out fabulous fabulous but you know she's from Southside 86 men to two right. women in your film. Yawn! So you both think 1917 or Misha? Well, I'm going to stand by Little Women. Oh, you said Little Women. Of course you did. Yeah, um, Yeah, I would like it to be Little Women. I don't think it is. I think it's probably going to be Joker or 1917. Uh, best Actress. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. Renee Zellweger as Judy. Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. Scarlett Johansson Marriage Story. Cher Sharon in, in Little Women. It should be Cynthia. I think it's going to be Renee. But I think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be Renee. You know? I think it could be Saoirse Ronan. Did she get anything from Mary Scott? No. No, but she's been nominated four times. I think it's uh, hard. I think they'll give her one just because they, they don't do that. Who, who's, the other, who's the other ones again? Um, it is... Charlize Theron. I haven't seen Bombshell yet, so I can't say. And I do love Charlize Theron. I think she's fabulous. Mm. Um, They're a cracking bunch of women. Yeah. um, 
I would like it to be Cynthia. It's if it is Academy, well fucking done. I highly doubt it. I think it's uh, I think it's Renee Zellweger. They love a biopic. They do love a biopic, and they, and people did think that she was a good Judy. She's somebody's she, good Judy. She's not my Judy. Um, uh, she's not our Judy Lou. Best Supporting Actor, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. I think Joe Pesci will get it. Okay, cool. Sorry, I got distracted. What was the... <laughs> I'm not reading about it again, so you don't get to vote. I was actually pulling it up because I wanted to read it as I went because I'm not very... So here's my reasoning why I think it'll be Joe Pesci. Okay. Scorsese had to basically beg him to come out of retirement for it mm. um, and I think Academy they, the Academy like that and they like to nominate their own that's as well that's a really tactical vote Elaine and yeah. I'm going to stick with Elaine's answer because that's how much I do, uh, I yeah. do think I'm not saying that that should be who it is um, I think it's going to be Joe Pesci or Tom Hanks and the reason I think Tom Hanks might be in with a shout is because he's portraying an, a national icon a beloved American national Oh, icon. it's for the... The Mr. Rogers the movie. The Mr. Rogers movie, yeah, so actually, yeah. So I agree, actually, Lou, so it could be Tom Hanks, but I do... It's it's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Best Supporting Actress. Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Margot Robbie and Bombshell, Scarlett Johansson again for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Aww. Little Women, and The Magnificent Laura Dern in Marriage Story. I think it'll be Laura Dern. I think it will be Laura Dern too, but I think Florence Pugh is in with a darn good shout. Um, I'm going to go with Scarlett Johansson. For Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, just the wild card. I, I think mean, if she's getting it, she's getting it for a marriage story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, um, I mean, again, like I'm just literally put my finger and just it's happened. I um, think it's going to be Laura Dern. My is Laura Dern. Okay, yeah. I choose And Laura I haven't Dern. even seen Marriage Story, and yeah. I say Laura Dern. And Kathy Bates is always in a show anything because she's Kathy fucking Bates, so. And of course, we're not going through them all, guys, because. Oh, oh, fuck that shit. Uh, no. Exactly. Best director Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Todd Phillips, Joker, Bong Joon Ho for, for Parasite, Mark Scorsese, The Irishman, Sam Mendes. So I would like it to be Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, but I think it's probably going to be Sam Mendes for 1917. Or Scorsese, Irishman? Could be, but I think Sam, I think Sam Mendes will get it. I, I, I find this one kind of hard to call. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it might be Todd Phillips for Joker. Really? Okay. I just have a feeling. I don't think it'll be Tarantino because he got, he got it for Hateful Eight, did you not? So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think there's going to be a wild card, and I think Greta's going to get it. Somebody is going to write Greta's name on the card. It's going to be La La, 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 La Land and all, all over again. again. And now, yeah, if one of them. Oh, anyway, never mind. So there we go. That was the persistent and nasty Oscars, Oscars. 2020 predictions. I hope you are all. Pumped and ready for a fucking great night. (laughs) 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 And on that note, note, um, 
think what I might do is live tweet a little bit on the evening from our persistent and Nancy Twitter account. So if I'll you're up for that, uh, I'll yeah, I'll get as far as I can. I'm not going to manage to do it for the whole thing, but I'll maybe give we you should a little... do like we should just set the tweets to go out on what do you call it and see if we're right. Let's just play a game of Russian like, roulette and see like, what happens. We'll put them all in Hootsuite and just schedule them. It'll just say Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig. I think Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Let's just do that. <laughs> No, I honestly, I was literally. No, I think we should absolutely do that. So we're going to go back. No, we're probably not. I think I'm probably just going to live tweet a little bit. I think I'm hoot tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we won't subject you to this argument. We'll discuss this off mic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you have it. That was the uh, Oscars 2020. Oscars 2020 podcast. Happy days. Get ready for lots of fun, fabulous females coming your way in your in your lugs. Your ears are going to be full of the ladies. Uh-huh. Um, as always, guys. Sometimes. Stay, stay. Oh, that was shite. Stay Let's do that again. Come on. Wait, no, no. What? Uh, give us a wee run in. Do something like, say something fun. And then we'll, we'll do it. And now I've got the fucking pressure. Say something Well, fun. thanks for joining us tonight. In this episode of Oscars twenty twenty, Oscars twenty twenty, with your nasty hosts for this evening, Louise Oliver, Elaine Stinnett, and Misha McCullough. That's all, folks. And <laughs> stay nasty. That's we're not. Stay nasty. Can we not keep that one? No, no. <laughs> I mean, all right, Louise. Why are so uh, guys, thanks very much for listening to our Oscars 2020 roundup. Um, let's see if we were right with our predictions. We've I'm been your host for this evening. <laughs> just let her, just, do you know what? Just use all of this. Fuck it. I, like, I'm literally putting all of it just out. Just put it all in. Because <sighs> Misha's had two beers. <laughs> so, fun times. Uh, yeah, so we've got lots of brilliant guests coming your way. Get ready for that in your ear holes. As always, guys, stay, stay nasty. nasty.